0: episode of Never Seen, the podcast where we watch the films missing from our filmographies, those glaring gaps in our film education, the classic or immortal movies people are shocked you've never seen. I'm your host, Jenny, and joining me as ever and hopefully forever are my gorgeous co-host, the lovely Stacey. Hello, folks. And the ever-handsome Lee. Hiya. This month we watched, and I'm going to have to get this title said correctly and slowly because it's a long one. no i've gone wrong stacy what did we watch this month we watched eternal sunshine of the spotless mind i was gonna say the eternal spotless of the sunshine mind and i was like that's not right dyslexic brain has done it wrong that doesn't even make make sense doesn't make any sense but stace it was your choice for us this month so please tell us all about the film
1: Okie dokie. I shall do. Uh, Yes. So Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind from 2004, directed by Michel Gondry, written by Charlie Kaufman and based on a story by Gondry, Kaufman and Pierre Bismuth. I think is how you pronounce that. I'm very sorry if I fucked it. It stars Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet, Elijah Wood, Kirsten Dunst, Mark Ruffalo and Tom Wilkinson with music by John Bryan. And has the uh, the very auspicious uh, title of Stacey's favourite film literally ever of all time thus far, because I haven't mastered time travel yet. Uh, So, yeah, this is is the first film that we have done where I have been genuinely nervous about as soon as I watched it. So I watched it two days ago and the instant it finished, I went shit i shouldn't have done this <laughs> <laughs> because immediately i thought oh, i don't think i can be cool about this if they don't like it now hear <laughs> oh, me yeah, uh-oh.
2: yeah
1: yeah uh-oh. uh so here's the thing right i think I've, I've managed over the past couple of days to work myself up to the idea that you might not like it but and it's quite a big but um i am possibly going to judge your reasons for why if you didn't like it because i feel like if you've got good enough reasons then i'll be begrudgingly accepting shut up lee (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but like if you dislike it for a stupid reason i am gonna i'm gonna call you a div so just just fair warning um on that okay okay that's yeah Um, sure sure (laughs) so my history with this film i did not see it at the cinema when it came out in fact i saw it at the cinema for the first time uh uh in september 2023 as part of my birthday week celebrations at the electric cinema and it was very excellent um but this was a film that happened upon my radar because of my then boyfriend now husband rich uh the infamous writer of the list of 50 films i should have seen before i'm 30 that i'm still working through even though i not long turned 38 <laughs> <laughs> don't it's all right before you're 40. Me like that well there's one on there as well that i think i'm just going to cross off and pretend it was never there because i don't think i want to watch a woody allen movie no, so we'll yeah. <laughs> just pretend that that's or i'll just get rich to replace it with something else preferably something i've already seen so i can tick it off straight away um that's but that's cheating that's, that's cheating. neither hither nor thither um so yeah I, like when rich,
0: I know what film it could be but we'll talk about that later
1: <laughs> i have a feeling i know what film you're thinking <laughs> um yeah so rich rich brought this to my attention back when we first started dating in 2005 uh because he was like um you like jim carrey don't you and i was like yeah yeah i do uh at, at the time as well like i was uh very much into like the truman show and stuff. i was like oh my god jim carrey's amazing. i love him so mm-hmm. um Yeah, Rich was like, oh, you should watch this. Like, this is a very good Jim Carrey turn, so you will enjoy it. And I remember very clearly watching it. I was still living at my nan and granddad's. And for some reason, everybody had gone out, which I think means they all went to a party that I didn't want to go to. (laughs) (laughs) Big family party. And I'm just going to be like, oh, just stay here and watch this film. Um, And the instant it finished, it was like I couldn't stop thinking about it for about four days straight. Mm. and i sort of immediately knew that like yes this is absolutely the best film i've ever seen (laughs) uh and completely lost my mind over it and i've watched it probably about 30 times since then um (laughs) okay so it's it's a big stace favorite and genuinely uh i am nervous i like i I, it seems like i'm joking because uh, we joke every time don't we like oh what about our friendships Well, hey um but like i'm not worried we're not going to be friends because that would be fucking daft but mm. i am worried that you're not going to like it and i'm going to be sad <laughs> 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 so um yeah i like i i just absolutely adore this film and i'm i'm gonna sort of throw it over to you guys to to find out, like maybe why you hadn't already seen it, what your history with this film is, before just to keep me in suspenders a little bit longer <laughs> before we <laughs> find out exactly what
3: uh, what everybody thought.
1: Okay. All right. Uh. Well,
0: Lee, you've you'd had seen it before, hadn't you?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I've, I saw it before. Yeah. But I'm the only one. I couldn't remember a thing about it.
0: Oh, well, that's good then. It had
3: completely <laughs> erased itself. I, I saw it. On, on TV when Channel 4 showed it in 2007 um, And I sort of Okay I'll, I'll jump to I really like it I really liked it at the time I really like it now But it, it did just completely Just disappear from my memory Even when I was watching it I was going This is ringing no bells At all But, I, but I've definitely seen it Because I remember liking it Mm-hmm. But it was, but there was nothing. I remember, I remember it being clever,
2: yeah,
3: and, and liking that it was clever and stuff like that. But I couldn't, literally, last week I couldn't have told you anything about it at all, bar the the basics of the plot. The very basics of the plot is, you know, a guy gets his girlfriend erased from his memory, and that was it. Mm-hmm. That was literally it. Mm-hmm. but but you hadn't seen it right
0: i hadn't seen no sorry i was going to say something else (laughs) no i hadn't seen it at all i i vaguely remember it coming out and you know i remember the artwork for the poster and that which we have sort of agreed that on the dvd case and that the artwork's a bit shit yeah the the,
3: the, yeah yeah, the the poster's horrible yeah it's i think this the american poster is just those two lying on the ice which is really yeah, nice it
0: is and it's a nice image. image it's a nice but image
3: uk poster they stuck a big gurney face of,
0: of jim carrey um, on Kerry it too. in the
3: corner with him sp- i guess he's supposed to be looking thoughtful like he's trying to remember something but it's just horrible yeah and, and tacky
0: so i i remember that of it but it was just one i never got round to going to see or watching which is strange because i like jim carrey i love mm. kate winslet um and some of the other supporting cast i really like too yeah but for whatever reason i just never got round to this one and i, I couldn't really tell you why um <laughs> at all um but i did watch it and it was interesting <laughs> uh,
3: <uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> well what was your what was your expectation of it I... I i have a theory Okay. Because it's a very different kind of movie to what I think most people expect it to be. Mm. In, oh, and yeah. I watched the trailer, and the trailer makes it look like a knockabout, wacky comedy,
1: comedy. Yeah, it's it's I've I've not seen i not seen the trailer before, and it was one of the uh, one of the extra features on the DVD. So like Rich mm. said to me, oh, because he was saying as we were watching it that he clearly remembers being like excited for this film to come out, uh, and he. But he doesn't really like Jim Carrey very much at all. And he's mm. like, I've got no feelings either way about Kate Winslet. Like it wasn't. A f- so I don't know why I was clamoring. It must have been a really good trailer. And yeah. then we watched it and it's all like to the tune of um, Mr. Mr. Blue, Blue Sky. sky. Yeah. And it's like all this like wacky like, wow, oh, look at this car. It fell out of the sky. Blur. And I was like,
3: this looks shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, clearly, I mean, it's clearly made on the back of the Truman Show. Yeah. You know, he, and you know, in the context he he'd done the Truman show, I think he'd done Man on the Moon, I think he'd done Me Myself and Irene. I mean, he was at the top of his popularity. Jim Carrey I'm talking about now, yeah. But there were and the, and the Grinch, but he was clearly he'd got like two kind of prongs to his to his career at this point. He was doing the serious stuff and and the super wacky stuff. Mm-hmm. And I I, I and I, but I think at that point they didn't know how to market him terribly yeah. well i'm not sure even they, though the truman show had been a big hit and you and they were clearly going for that yeah i guess, I,
0: guess I, I i guess it's a film they didn't know how to market well at all because i thought this was a romantic comedy
3: that's, oh it's definitely pushed as a romantic
0: it, yeah that's sort of how it's pushed that's sort of even how the poster is sort of pushed a little yeah. bit leaning that way and i did think it was going to be more comedy than the drama that it is. Yeah. And the the one word that Lee, you messaged me in our group chat when I said, right, I'm now about to watch it. The one word you said in caps was focus. Yeah. <laughs> and goodness me, was that true? Because <laughs>
2: there's <laughs> so
0: much going on in this film. I was just telling you the name of the production company. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I'm not saying that was part of the problem, because there's many a film I watch that you have to pay attention to try and keep up with it. But there were times I did get a bit lost
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I was a bit, I don't, the thing is I don't dislike the film. I just, at the moment, I don't know what to think of it. So yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know at the moment what to think of it, the film right now. I think it's going to be one that I'm going to have to go back to. Mm-hmm. Cause I think there's yeah. so, there's so much happening. Yeah. And you're following one thread and then your other thread comes in because obviously you're bouncing from sort of, memory to recent memory to present day to, to memory and him knowing that he's erasing her and then
3: yeah and it's it is, i mean yeah. they, they said like in the in the commentary and like the, the behind the scenes stuff that they were worried that people wouldn't wouldn't get it and it, it turned out when because it, it was a big hit when it was released mm. and they found and they were really relieved when they found out people were going back uh, yeah. to see it again because yeah they wanted to get it straight in their head they were seeing it first time they were enjoying it and then went to go back and then they were seeing stuff second time round, and mm. you know the, the pieces were clicking together and like, oh that l- comes before that and that leads yeah. into that and that's a reference yeah. to that bit yeah. and, and stuff like that that there's little clues because it's for anybody who's not seen it you really should watch it before <laughs> you listen to this what the hell yeah. are you doing um <laughs> but it, 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 it's 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 Constructed in a very interesting, complex way yeah. in, in the, the story. There's a story within the story. You've got the main story, which is the guy decides to erase. He has a bad, comes out of a bad relationship, decides to get the relationship erased from his memory, which is kind of doesn't happen on screen, mm. <laughs> really. You get a little bit of that. But, and that, but, but the, the main body of the film is in his head as his memory is being erased. And his memory's being erased in reverse order from the most recent to the earliest. Mm-hmm. So the story is kind of told backwards and forwards at the same time. It's kind of all in one day, yet you're also seeing two years' worth of a relationship being told in reverse. So there's there's a lot of, like, the, the opening scene you, that you think's the first scene is actually the penultimate scene <laughs> yeah. of the movie. yeah. So what you think is the meat cute, isn't the meat cute at all? It's the plot twist. So it's it's there's a lot of non-linear kind of storytelling going on, which mm. I think is really clever. <laughs> I mean, I should say that Charlie Kaufman is kind of known for this thing before he yeah, did this. Yeah. He done uh, Bean John Malkovich and uh, adaptation adaptation, yeah, and uh, Human Nature. So he's kind of known for these kind of mindfuck stories
0: I remember watching being John Malkovich and I remember really liking it and it was really yeah. bizarre and weird but I remember really liking it and I think with this it's just it is just one I'm gonna have to return to and I think it's one that I don't want to say I don't like it because I just don't
1: <laughs> don't know yet oh, yeah. I think I think it's actually better upon second watch because yeah. The first time I saw it, my mind was absolutely just like buzzing with all the stuff like, oh, my gosh, this relates to that and that relates to this and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But what got me was that like the little things that I noticed the second time I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like as Lee was just mentioning, the film opens with um the penultimate scene, really, where uh, Jim Carrey's character, Joel, is about to get his train to work and then has this sudden compulsion to uh, get the train to Montauk instead. So he, he he does a call in sick and he walks along the beach in February and it's freezing and he doesn't really know why he's there and he doesn't understand it. And he happens upon Kate Winslet's character, Clementine, and mm-hmm. they sort of keep Sort of wafting within each other's orbits for the whole day Until eventually they start to have a chat on the train And it was the scene on the train that got me The second time I watched it because... The first time I saw the film, I thought, what a bizarre choice of score this is for this section, because it's just two people meeting each other. And it's all these weird sort of like, blah, 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 like trumpets being mm. just like really mm. fucking strange. And I, that really threw me the first time I watched it. The second time I watched it, when I realized that, first of all, that score only happens whenever those two are talking. So whether they're, whenever they're not talking, there's no music. Mm. Um, and it's, you suddenly realise that this is kind of like the dis, the discordant way their brains are sort of registering. We've met before, but not really registering yeah, that. Yeah. It's so clever. And like
3: and it's really, what I like about it, it's a really awkward and kind of uncomfortable meeting. Yeah. Where you think this is a strange, this is the weirdest meet-cute ever, <laughs> because... They don't I, kinda like each other at all and they're both kind of dickish.
0: That's yeah. exactly it. They're both dickish. She seems a little bit unbalanced, and by a little yeah. bit I mean quite a lot. And he's obviously um like He's really like, what? He's drawn. Yeah, he's, he's, he's massively depressed, isn't he? And it's yeah. And it is a very weird meet cute um because it feels so off balance and so wrong. It's like, yeah. I wouldn't talk to her. It's like, OK, sure. Yeah. And then I'd move away, maybe to a different carriage.
3: And then yeah, um, but then you feel like clearly there's, there's some subconscious thing. Yeah. You yeah. find it. Well, actually, there is some subconscious thing going on there. Um, but it's but yeah, it, it's just very like I, I was watching it. And like I say, I couldn't remember the first one at all. Uh, the first time I watched it at all. But I'm watching it like with my 2023 head on it. And my brains going red flag. Red yeah, flag. yeah,
1: exactly. Well,
3: I, leave this person immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I, d- I, did
1: think, I did think about, about that myself, and uh, one of the things I found interesting was that, um, like, those first two bits are sort of told, sort of through like a, a voiceover, like of uh, Joel reading his own diary. Mm. Uh, his own journal uh, and there's a bit where he says when they're talking on the train like why do I always fall in love with the first woman who shows me any attention and I'm like oh my god that's such relatable <laughs> yeah, like because yeah. cause normally if a rando approached me on the train and started talking I would be like uh-oh cringe all cringe away but the instant they showed any like real attention I'd, I'd probably be like hmm <laughs> Maybe I'm interested And I don't know why Because I don't even know this per- <laughs> Yeah I <laughs> think um, yeah. that's super, super relatable Um, But what I think One of the things I like about it Is the fact that They're both sort of Flawed characters Like the reason that yeah. That Joel gets his memory Of Clementine erased Is because he finds out That she's done it to him first Yeah, yeah Like yeah. he yeah. He goes to sort of Apologise to her For an argument And she's like Oh uh, Excuse me who Who are you mm. And he's like wow this is really fucking hurtful (laughs) and his friend david Cross with the most adorable movie dog can i just say who also (laughs) didn't know if anybody else noticed but they have a calendar of their own dog on the wall behind jim carrey (laughs) by the stairs i thought that was so adorable like um he decides to tell him like they weren't supposed to tell him but he decides to tell him yeah clementine's erased you from her memory, she doesn't want anything to do with you anymore. And so he knee-jerk reaction decides to do it himself. And, like, both of them have got terrible reasons for doing it. Like, she she says at one point, like, well, I'm impulsive. What do you expect from me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, th- really. I thought that
3: was really clever. that She does it out of impulse and he does it out of spite. And they both oh, yeah. do it with no notice. Because it's only when you watch it, or because I've watched it twice, that um, you, you realise what a short span of time. It's all... Yeah. Well, they make that decision over because like, they said they mention it's like three days. At one point, they mention it's three days to Valentine's Day, and yeah. then you find out that the, the chunk of it happens on Valentine's Day. So it's literally that kind of. He finds out, makes the decision, and starts to have his mind erased in three days. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and wow. she, seems,
1: she seems to have done it without them even having a proper breakup. Yeah, so like they had a bit of a
3: squabble, and she's got off. She's so just like, right, fuck done. you.
0: Going to get you to yeah. race. I don't
3: want to know. Yet. Yeah. But, you, but let's say you have to you have to like pay attention and kind of, it's only like, after I watched it a couple of times, that the, the timeline starts to click together mm.
2: Mm.
3: because of the way it's shot. Like you see, you see their meet cute in inverted commas, and then it cuts to him in tears in the car, having clearly just broken up some time later, you think. Mm. But actually it's sometime Earlier, <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, it's and then and the only reason you know how long that the thing lasted was the, he mentioned at one point that there's two years of his journal been torn out.
2: Yes, which is
3: yeah, clearly the, the the length of his relationship with her. Yeah, so it's like I, I really like the you know that it you kind of have to put the pieces together yourself. It's it's yeah. not all spelled out. Oh
1: yeah, well I mean that's that's why I like sort of uh, I really recommend a second watch on it because even. So going back to that bit on the train, there's the bit where she tells him her name and then looks at him as if to say, go on, I know you want to make the joke. And he just stares at her, like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you know, the song, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, Clementine. And he's like, truly baffled. And -hmm. at first you just think, oh, that's a bit weird. Like, everybody knows that song, don't they? And it's only on the second watch that you realise, like, that's been erased from his brain because it would remind him of her. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, like that's so. It's
3: because so, he made that joke. Yeah. So he and it's like, oh, so does everybody make that joke, or is she kind of vaguely, subconsciously aware that he made that joke? But no, she couldn't have because she had her memory fucking out. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. The other thing that I like as well, because I I see a lot of people talking, you know, in like um reviews and comments and stuff about how bizarrely uh, Clementine is portrayed. I was like, but the thing is, we see her in this movie, mostly in his memories, yeah, 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 which are yeah. going to be grossly over exaggerated in terms of, I don't know, sexuality or the fact that currently, like right this second, he's pissed off with her enough to have her erased from his brain. That's yeah. got to colour your memories a little bit, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah that's like, just like, it,
3: like yeah. every argument you remember, you'll remember it from your, your point side. of view and you're naturally yeah. going yeah. to see yourself in the right generally
0: and, yeah. and she does come across all the time as a real stroppy cow you know real bitch i wouldn't like her or want to be with her and i mm. would have given up a long time but of course we never see really her side well that, that's of their relationship one of the reasons at all, to, to watch we? it
3: again is to to, to filter out what what we're really seeing and yeah. what we're only seeing through through joel's,
1: through joel's head brain. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think um I think what's the what's quite clever about the film and I don't know if this is again if I would have noticed this on the first watch or whether it's because I've seen it a squillion fucking times um, is how at first because like the first time I watched it I thought Clementine seems like a knob like what are we doing here mm. but it's only when you watch it sort of a few times and you g- get more into the sort of the way she is with uh, Elijah Wood's character, Patrick, and the way she is with other people around her, that you actually realise as well that part part of the reason that we see her as such a bitch, aside from the fact that it's Joel <laughs> remembering her as such, mm. is the fact that she's struggling with his very clear sort of uh, depression slash dissatisfaction yeah. um, like she's obviously uh, railing against his you know there's a, there's, they have the a conversation a couple of times once in what we see as their actual meeting and then once in a, mem- a different memory in his brain where mm. she's trying to get him to talk to her mm. uh, and she's like just tell me something about yourself and he's like well there's nothing to I'm really I don't have any interesting stories I'm just a, a boring guy and like that always really strikes me because um as somebody who like has occasionally uh had a bit of, uh, of an episode of depression it can really make you feel like you are not worthwhile at all mm. and the idea that that he is so down on himself that he thinks he has no stories like I hate to break it to you Joel 99% of humans are really boring but we find mm. stuff to talk about like my <laughs> life isn't fucking roller coaster of fun but I'll find things to chat bollocks to my friends about because they're interested in me and I'm interested in them so like Mm -hmm. that's what you do um so you start to realize that like for somebody like Clementine who's a bit more of a sort of extroverted sort of you know free spirit-y kind of gal that level of sort of disinterest is gonna be like really hard for her to deal with and I think that's one of the really interesting things about the film is Mm -hmm. that you know like the the larger question of the film is you know is it better to have loved and lost or never to have loved at all really you know that's the the sort of crux of it but it's also it also touches on the idea of like you know you you can be in love with somebody and they can be in love with you but that doesn't make you a good Compatible yeah. couple and their traits were toxic to one another. And that's, that's why that's I love I the find... end of, of the film because I think it's really interesting that it seems like they might be about to try again, even though they both know that their last attempt at this ended yeah. so badly they tried to erase each other See, from their brains. That's, that's...
3: that's what I, I really liked about it is that it's, and what I find so confusing about people because it's often held up. I've seen like people talking about it and stuff. About it being a great romance and stuff like that, I'm thinking. I think you've missed the point. I mean, yeah, I whatever think... you get out of it is fine. Whatever yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but I think you've missed the point. Is it's almost an anti-romance that the story, the way I read it at least, isn't. Oh, they found themselves again. Yeah. It's it's not like oh you know the moral of the story isn't oh you you need to be persistent or or whether or if somebody's right for you you don't give up on that's not the moral of the story. The moral of the story is. If you don't remember, you'll make the same mistakes again. Yes. <laughs> and at the end, they they yeah you, know, you need to remember to 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 learn and to grow and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, the the bit at the end where they both again it, it's right at the end of the film, but they they kind of realise that you know they've been in this relationship and it ended badly, and they've heard the tapes that they've recorded where they're slagging each other off, and they and it does it leave on the thing where they are kind of. Ah, fuck it we'll give it a go and when it ends we, we'll just go for it for as long as it lasts and you're kind of going well yeah because you're going to go through that everybody that's, that's the sign of like a toxic relationship is where you yeah. just focus on the start of the relationship when things were fun and ignore that things have got bad mm-hmm. since you know that's, that's unfortunately you I know I've known people who've been in bad relationships and that's what they focus on all the yeah. time is yeah. oh well he used to be kind to me or she used to be kind to me or whatever you go well that's not how they are now you have to you know if -hmm. you break up you tend to break up for a reason you know well i
1: think i think it's interesting because i like you say i'm never gonna i'm never gonna tell somebody else their reading of a film is wrong because what Mm. you get from art and media is entirely up to you isn't it and more power to you but i do find it interesting that people think that that's an optimistic ending when as if to hammer home the point that you need to learn from your mistakes. They have this whole like side story about Elijah Wood's character, Patrick, who Mm -hmm. has been using Joel's. So, part of the process for having your memory removed of someone or something is that you have to take all the items from your home that would remind you of that person so that they can use that to map where your memories are in the brain and also so that they can get rid of them so you don't wake up the following day with like a shit ton of photos of you with someone you don't remember (laughs) or like you know toys that you're like where the fuck did that come from or what have you and
3: Patrick I like that We go straight to toys, and yeah. I go straight. To, yeah, <laughs> most of them, you know, mementos and yeah, yeah. photos. <laughs> How do we go? Toys, yeah, toys. You know, toys. toys yep. and comics. Toys. Toys. Yeah. It would be toys and comics, yeah.
1: Yeah, but um, so Patrick is trying to woo uh Clementine using Joel's stuff. So, like, quotes from his... (laughs) his, his, Well, I think Elijah Wood plays creepy incredibly well. Oh, yeah, he he plays it
0: great. He really does, yeah.
1: But I just... It's really hammering home this point of, like, you know... Like, Patrick knows that this relationship got so bad that they erased each other from their brains, Mm. and yet he still thinks if he can make himself into a Joel 2.0 that he'll somehow end up with Clementine. Mm. And it's like... How are you not seeing how fucking stupid that is? Well, like
3: they're, they're all idiots. The the actual, <laughs> you know, that What's it? Lacuna. Yeah. It's Such a low rent, cheapo operation. Really. I wouldn't trust them poking around no, they no, are literally no, the would? plumbers <laughs> that you get around <laughs> Who arse around all the time. Yeah. You know. And what I think, I mean, that's. I think that's where the comedy lies in. Yeah. In how they behave. I mean. The, Jim Carrey, God bless him, isn't funny. Deliberately, intentionally, isn't funny in this. It's the most un Jim Carrey performance, really, by um, design. They 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 wouldn't let him like improvise at all. Yeah. And and would spring stuff on, but he'd tell the rest of the cast they can improvise to throw him off off guard. And, yeah. and there's, there's a scene on the train where where um, where um, Clementine punches him in the arm, really, oh, yeah. quite I- hard. And that was a complete improvisation. That was in the script. And like Jim Carrey's reaction to that is completely like.
0: <laughs> I thought what? his reaction was sort of odd on that. That makes so much more sense now.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'd heard that apparently um, Gondry was sort of specifically telling him this is a drama. You need to be producing a dramatic performance and then telling Kate Winslet, this is a comedy. You need to be producing a comedy performance. Yeah. Um, yeah which is really interesting i've got to admit i one of my favorite bits of the film is just kirsten dunst and mark ruffalo dancing in their underpants
3: that yeah in, i didn't want to mention jim carrey's,
1: that. <laughs> jim carrey's lying there well to be honest it's it's not it's not me being a creep it's uh it's mark ruffalo's dance with his thumbs up and his little jiggling he's very funny to me i and think his, that's and really funny but uh, I,
3: just, I, th- I, th- I think it's very funny and creepy at the same time while they're doing that over. Oh yeah, that's
1: oh, like no it. concept oh. of like yeah,
0: oh, that's, yeah. That's that's the thing it's like it's a it's a comedic moment,
3: but I just
0: hate the characters for it.
3: It's oh like, no, so, I, 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 think no I, I know that's like to. they are, and I they think are think that's horrible. The point.
0: Yeah, they're horrible, horrible character. And Mark Ruffalo's character, Ritz Stan, he is quite horrible because he's trying to win Kirsten dunce back again after he's she's having. If I'm right. She had him deleted from her memory. No, no. she, no,
2: she had, an she had with the old Tom, Tom uh, Walken, okay.
3: uh, Wilkinson's Very confused. character, Very and confused. and she so she had him erased, or right. their relationship erased.
1: Yeah.
3: Um. But but still carried on working there, which is weird this is yeah, why it's
1: so confusing <laughs> well i was gonna say that is one thing that that throws me about this film because the idea that you have to sort of get rid of everything in your house that reminds you of that person just in case yeah but then she, she would literally see this guy every day the chances of her falling for him again are gonna be pr- pretty high pretty, pretty
3: big i guess i guess they have to work within certain parameters so if you're if you're working with somebody you have to kind of deal with that Mm. you know because you are going to have like a relationship with somebody at work or or you're going to see on a yeah. regular basis yeah. so i yeah. guess that the thing is to not know that they're you're in a, you were in a relationship with them but it, it, you know you think it is gonna be but then again that just adds to the fact that it's such a shitty process mm. and, and not terribly well executed yes it's
0: and funny I, isn't it because i mean like Jim Carrey's character, um, Joel, that's it. Joel and Clementine. Yeah. They're, they're, they're sort of lovably unlikable, but I liked both the characters. Mm-hmm. Whereas Patrick and um, Stan and Mary, which was Kirsten Dunst and Mark Ruffalo and Elijah Wood. I didn't like Their characters were horrible. Oh, I just didn't like any of them. That's at really all.
1: interesting to me because I actually, so I, I quite like Stan. Um, mm. because I think even though he's a bit disrespectful of the people whose brains he's poking around in, mm. um, he just seems like a genuine guy who just wants to like do his job and then have a drink and then go yeah. home. Yeah. And uh yeah. and be a girlfriend kind of thing. Um, I find Mary incredibly sad. <laughs> <laughs> and the the fact that she's just so desperate for uh Howard reacts approval and his love and um god the bit because this i think this is the thing about this film the first time i saw it that sort of twist blew me away where you find out that mary and howard had been together in the past and she'd had him erased Mm. um because obviously howard's howard's already got a wife and a family yeah and the bit where his wife is in the car about Mm. to drive away and she says to him don't be a monster you've got to tell her what you've done and Mm. mary's just standing there like what are you what's everybody talking about yeah (laughs) and she she says something along the lines of like you can have him you did and then drives away and I was like mm. what? <laughs> my entire brain just like blew open because yeah. it's, it's the process is so like it's one of those things where it's set up everybody in the film is quite casual about it like um yeah. it's it's an insanely terrifying process in terms of both you know, what they actually have to do to do it and the impact it will have on your life. And they're so blase about just like, oh yeah, just erase, you know, erase whatever, lads, it's fine. And like, it was interesting watching it this time for me because and I don't want to bring this like super down. So I'm not gonna go like too into this, but I am watching this after having had two like giant bereavements in the past less than two months. Mm. Um and this is probably the first time I've ever sort of understood why somebody might want to have their memory of, of certain things erased because yeah. when you when you see the waiting room in lacuna that i think can't remember if it's the first time or the second time that joel goes you see there's somebody there with like a load of stuff from like a pet that's obviously passed yeah. away mm. but then you see somebody else who's got obviously a child that passed away there's like mm. a karate trophy or something in there mm. like box of stuff that they want to get rid of and like that really struck me because like every time I open my Facebook messenger at the moment I keep seeing an unread message for a friend that I sent to him unknowingly about six hours before he passed away and Mm. so that's going to be forever unread and every time I open my Facebook messenger that makes me intensely sad Mm. and that this is the first time that I've ever watched this film and thought maybe I'd consider it if it wasn't Mm. such a terrifying process but you know the the more you think about it the more you realize that like you say you, you you have to have the hurt to appreciate the good stuff and I think you know as much as it hurts me every time I open Facebook Messenger and see that forever unread message there like I'll take that any day if it means that I also have all those memories of those times yeah, we hung yeah. out together and but had like a proper fucking brilliant time.
0: It, it's that quote, isn't it, about, you know, what is it, the 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 cost of love is grief or something along those lines. Yeah. Um and I get it, I'm like I completely agree, Stacey. I'd be the same. Like you you can understand when um when grief is so so hard and so deep. You can whether it's
1: whether
0: whether it's um You know, a bereavement or an end of a relationship, whatever that relationship might be, a loss in general. general. You can understand that for some that that hurt can be so deep that to just to be rid of it so you don't have to feel it anymore.
3: (laughs) I mean, I mean, I'm sure we've all gone through something like that and like, Mm. which is why. I think it's it's important that it happened really quickly, that they made the decisions really quickly. Yeah, because yeah. during, you know, those, those first uh, couple of weeks after a breakup or whatever, that's when you're really torn up by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, you haven't healed at all. You know, it's all just misery for that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's, over time you heal and, you you know, you get used to it and you adjust to the world. Because you will just, you will just changes, yeah on, on a yeah. dime when you're not ready for it, and you have to readjust to, to, mm-hmm. to reality at that point. So I, and I, one of the things I thought was quite interesting was Joel had um, Clementine erased from his memory, and we, he's left still upset about his previous relationship. Oh, yes, with, uh, which is actually yeah. two years old And he's as torn up about that As it was As if it was new So you're kind of like mm-hmm. well where do you stop Because yeah. he's still you know, When we see him at the start of the film Which isn't the start of the film It's the end of the film But he, <laughs> he's still depressed over the previous uh, Naomi was it? Yeah that's right yeah. The, the previous relationship So you think well okay So you have to just deal with stuff there's there's always something, you know. Where do you where do you stop? You know, do you then just start erasing just slight embarrassment? I mean, there's there's a very throwaway line in there where you see Kirsten. Uh, is it K- I can remember if it's Kirsten or Kristen. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. I, could, I Honest to yeah. God, I will. I will. If your <laughs> name's Kirsten or Kristen, I will never ever remember <laughs> which one your name is. Sorry. I just there's there's some kind of block in my brain. They just don't stick. Um, there's a scene where he goes, to, uh, Joel goes to the to the office and she's on the phone. And one of the things I liked was she's continually telling him, oh, no, that offer laps. <laughs> that, <laughs> really that offer laps. And the other thing she says was, no, you, you can't have it done that many times in a month. So yeah. there is somebody who just has clearly become addicted to the process of removing pain. Hmm. Mm-hmm from from their life and you just imagine them just going oh that was an embarrassing thing that happened i want to get that removed yeah or yeah you you can imagine that becoming escalate and becoming like a a psychosis
0: yeah i can i can yeah i can definitely imagine that because then because when you're a sort of person like i'm who's a worrier or Mm. you overthink things or you you did something like dumb and you learned from it it was a mistake and you did it but you're still thinking about it five years later.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, welcome I've, to I've the...
0: It's like that meme, isn't it, of um, a person going to... getting into bed and it's like, yeah. you're trying to get to sleep and your brain is like, so, that stupid thing you did three years
3: ago, let's discuss. Yeah, that really you selfish know? comment you made to somebody yeah. who didn't deserve it. Yeah. Let's, let's have a look at that, shall let's, we?
0: Let's, let's go through that one, shall we? And that, it was like, yeah, if I could just pluck that bit out... And bin it to never remember
3: it. That would be
2: great. But that's, that's, right. that's, that's, that's how you learn to
3: not do that again. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You have to learn say, I mean, I was saying same. about how kids learn is kids. Kids are vicious and horrible because that's how they learn that it's not nice no. that's to, right. to hit that yeah. person in the face yeah. for no reason. Yeah. Because they start yeah. crying and you feel bad that you've upset them and you learn that that hurts and that's not nice. So you learn not to do that. Exactly. So you have that stuff erased, and you become—you have to go through that again. Yeah. So you'll, you'll make those same mistakes again.
1: There was um, there was like a few little little bits that I wanted to uh to point out that I really enjoy about the film. Yeah. Um, it's so like one of the things that mesmerised me the first time I saw it was just like how uh clever the memory bits are in the sense of um. You don't always necessarily really realise you're in one straight away, and then mm. something will happen that will sort of clue you in, and you're like, "Aha!" Like the um, car falling—that like was the car. <laughs> well, the, the, the one that really got me because I didn't notice it until it was so far into the scene that I was like, "Oh God!" It, it's towards the the end of the movie, so it's sort of the start of their relationship i suppose because they're working backwards through his memories um and they're in she works in barnes and noble and they're in the, the bookstore and they're having a conversation about you know how how am i going to remember you they're, they're taking mm. you away from me, kind mm. of thing and i didn't i didn't notice till about halfway through the scene that every couple of seconds just a couple of the books just became blank yeah yeah blank. yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it, it didn't twig with me until like half of the background was just white that i was like Oh snap!
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, found a, I found a
0: similar scene really clever when they were walking through a flea market. When she mm. she storms off and so going off to the flea market, and he goes out and they're talking about I think having children or not having mm. children. And it, it, when you look in the background, all the street signs are starting to go blank. Yeah. all the shop yeah, names start to go focus. blank, out of focus and blank, and it's it's really clever. And I realised it later, but it didn't twig with me. I realised the connection but it it didn't twig which was we're at the end of the movie and she comes around because I just had a bit of a fight and he's like do you want a drink and he goes and gets her like was it whiskey or bourbon whatever it is Hmm. and he's like oh I thought I had more and you realise that's because a few days ago Kirsten Dunst was in your apartment (laughs) (laughs) drinking
3: drinking, it there's a lot of stuff like that I mean when it comes down to the the memory erasure stuff my favourite one with the mug that they've got a mug yes. with her face on mm-hmm. and there's a, there's a scene where they're in bed together and she's drinking out this mug with her face on and then it cuts away cuts back and the mug's blank her faces disappear off the off the mug mm. um just but there's lots of, but what's interesting is I found out that a lot of it is all done practically it's all yes. done on it's this very little CGI. I think one of the few bits of CGI and it's a really creepy moment, is where you see Elijah Wood on the floor. and, oh, he, and he's you get a quick flash time. and he's I paused it and his eyes are oh. upside down oh it's horrible (laughs) it makes me me
1: feel so that and there's a bit as well where um there's a few times in uh joel's memory where he tries to go back to the lacuna offices and say like you know stop the ride i want to get off but Mm -hmm. obviously he's just in the memory he's not actually talking to them he's essentially talking to himself but obviously there there comes a point where they've already erased that bit of his memory so he goes back to the office and nobody has faces and that's really fucking freaky but the first time he goes to that office um so there's there's a bit where the camera sort of pans from the Joel that's running around the memories trying to stop this from happening to the Joel of the actual memory and that was uh when the camera pans across from one Joel to the other that was apparently uh Jim Carey like switching his
3: costume ducking under the camera yeah. and running yeah. around the other side yeah um, pulling the hat off taking the coat off sitting yeah. down acting calm then when it pans back again he jumps up puts the coat back on puts the hat back on and has to pick up where he left off I phenomenal love, and then yeah. and then there's, there's, to there's a scene where he's arguing with clementine and she goes into the bathroom. He follows her into the bathroom and she disappears. Yes. And that's yeah. not a trick. She went through a, like a there's a hidden door, like a secret she door. Went through. and he turns around and she's in the kitchen. He goes after the, into the kitchen. She disappears and turns around and then she's going out the door. And that was, and it was, <laughs> it's not trickery. It was like, she went through this hidden door, went to resumed acting in the kitchen. And then there's a body, like a lookalike going out the front door as he turns round, mm. it's, it's just phenomenal. The of is phenomenal.
0: It kind of it, reminds me of, um, I think Scott Pilgrim did it a lot in yeah. some of their scenes So because I kept flipping and flopping with Scott Pilgrim and you know all, all of that, and they did that. It's so it's so clever, and everyone has to be on it. You know, all the crew and yeah. everyone has to yeah. be marked and ready to go to do.
1: I love how That's, seamless it looks as well because it, yeah. it the finished sequence is like it looks like if you'd have told me it was CGI, I'd have believed you because it looks that smooth and. Well, you kind flawless. of
3: assume everything yeah. is CGI now. Don't well, you just, oh, well.
1: Well, you say that, but I, so when, I, even the first time I saw this film, I was already aware of Michel Gondry as a, a, a music video director. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a lot of his music videos are very sort of practical effectsy. just a lot of things with giant hands. If I'm remembering rightly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. him
1: or not. Um, but, yeah, a lot of his uh, music videos have that sort of weird, sort of slightly disconcerting uh, <laughs> <laughs> movements of, of bodies, and, and it's all practical and it's all wonderful. I'd, I'd highly recommend checking out a bunch of his music videos. Yeah, yeah.
3: Mm. I went through, like, his IMDb and you go, oh, he did that one, and, oh, he did that one. Mm. So, look, like, so I wasn't familiar with him, his name at all. Um but you, but you go and you go. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, he did that one with Bjork. And he did yes, a few Bjork,
2: such
1: and I think, such. But, yeah. And you know, oh, that makes good sense eight
3: with Bjork. Yeah. And well,
1: well, um, interest, interesting little factoid for you that um, Gondry's first choices for Joel and Clementine were Nick Cage and Bjork. That's not a joke.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I can, I, I can, I can buy that. I can totally see that. I can see that
1: working actually. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it because I think I've seen too many wacky Nick Cage movies I'm Well, don't say, I we've Did had they, this I mean,
3: conversation I think I don't think it was on the podcast <laughs> but we've definitely had this conversation in private in that I'm I'm kind of I don't like Nick Cage as a rule. There's certain yeah. movies he makes that I like. Yeah. And and I kind of like him as a person when I've seen him interviewed and stuff. Mm. But yeah. I I don't like his performances generally. Mm-hmm. And I find he can ruin a movie.
0: Oh he absolutely can. <laughs> he can. I, I mean I, I've enjoyed many of his films and I I enjoy him when he's being his most overtly obvious and aware Nick Cage, mm. Nick Cagey, you know, when he's he's really pushing it and being out there. But I yeah, I could see him of doing this because this I mean, this was made long before Nick Cage started doing his most Nick Cage. You know, well in, no in I films. mean Nick
3: Cage's been doing Nick Cage since the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> he he's been full on Nick. You need to watch more Nick Cage movies. He's, <laughs> he, yeah. You go go watch Kiss of the Vampire and tell me that's not Nick Cage. Oh, uh, it's Cage.
0: probably because I've been watching his tame stuff. Like I'll watch um like National Treasure and stuff, which I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. great. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I, I I think him and him and Bjork well, that would have been interesting to have seen.
1: I've got. Yeah. I, I was going to say I'd be intrigued to see it, but I don't think it would be. I don't I as think it would all better than what we got. Because as much yeah.
3: as... what, much a, as, what a I, adaptation? Didn't he do adaptation? Yes, yeah, yeah. So I think you it's watch quite, that I and you basically get yeah. the taste of, of what it would be yeah. like, I
1: like. I just think, like, as much as I blow smoke up Jim Carrey's ass because I do think he's wonderful, like, not in everything. There's a, there's a few things where I'm just like, all right, mate, simmer down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but in this film, I think he he's got that level of sort of like every man that's very relatable like mm. um because i feel like if this film was made now or made by different people you'd be trying to get like i don't know like a fucking ryan reynolds or a chris yeah, it'd be chris, it'd be chris, chris, yeah. pratt, chris it? pratt chris pine one of the chris's yeah, one of the
3: chris's
1: um, and i feel like that wouldn't be anywhere near as relatable a performance no. as, as as what jim carrey gives mm. and like I think that's what I really like about this movie is that, like, ostensibly, is a sci-fi fantasy,
2: mm.
1: but it's so like mired in the like very human sort of devastation of like loss and grief and yeah. change and mental health and coping and memories and all that sort of stuff.
3: Oh, well, I, I think I mean it's a def- it's like a Philip K. Dick story. It is it is proper sci-fi, but people don't see it as that. Yeah. Because it's it's about people, and go well. That's what sci-fi can be about. It's it's about identity and memory, and yeah, you know, and how the one shapes the other and stuff like that. But I it is,
0: think
3: it, sorry, go on. I so. It is like pure Philip K. Dick, it reminds me of stuff like, uh, you know, you know, I said like Total Recall and Memento mm. and Inception. Yeah those those kind of layers of reality and unreality and 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 that kind of and also i think there's a vein of horror through it as well there's some very like we mentioned earlier there's some very you you could easily re-edit this to be a horror movie you know that there's like we mentioned the bit with with um elijah wood crawling on the floor there's the bit where um uh clementine gets dragged away into the dark yeah there's there's Mm. such it made me jump
1: yeah That that's that freaked me out the first time i saw it and i also think the the sort of ends so you find out in the movie that they actually met on a beach when joel was sort of dragged to a party with his friends that he clearly didn't really want to be at Mm. um and so in his memory they end up in the house that's on the beach that apparently the people aren't there that evening or whatever and that house starts to like literally crumble around them Mm. and it's so fucking scary and sad I might yeah. say though I
0: loved that house I oh, it was wouldn't I love to be a very rich person that could afford to have a beach house like that because yes please it was gorgeous
3: yeah. <laughs> also the way it shut as well because one of the tricks he does for the, the memories as they're being raised is it he'll shoot them in the dark and it'll just be apparently lit by a like a a torch like mm. a hand torch so you get this weird thing where there's just like a spotlight on the characters faces and everything else is kind of black yeah to us but clearly to them it's it's a regular day and it's you know daylight or whatever or you know well lit yeah. Yeah. but it's it's kind of really kind of unnerving that they're just putting around in the dark mm. you know chatting away and, and doing stuff and behaving think, like it's it's again, lit which is strange again.
1: I think it's that it, it all links back to that sort of central theme of learning from use, mistakes, experiencing pain mm. to be able to sort of appreciate the beauty because a lot of sequences of this film are somehow both unsettling and gorgeous at the same time. Yeah. Like, um, mm. you know, there's a bit where he's sort of remembering when they're in a bed, but then he's dragged into the memory of meeting her on the beach. And so the bed is suddenly on the beach and he's, absolutely shitting himself because he's like no 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 they're going to take you away from me and it's terrifying and devastating and at the same time that beach looks beautiful and like, it it's looks like you can take a picture of like a postcard for that i mean i can't
3: it. remember the last time i and they mentioned this in 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 the commentary so i feel like shit but i honest to god i thought this when i was watching it is that i can't remember the last time i saw a beach covered in snow in a movie because yeah. mm. the yeah. beach means something in movies. It's new yeah, relaxing generally and well yeah. So it's it's sunshine and heat and warmth and an excuse to get somebody in a swimsuit and all that kind of stuff. So having yeah. a beach that looks freezing cold. That's and everyone's covered in, coast. in snow,
0: <laughs> But also you know. of course a beach is very much the tide comes in, the tide comes out, or waves in, waves out. It's a lot about washing away. Mm. Uh, Something coming in, but then also washing things away. Like you can write something in the sand on the shore of the beach right by the water. And as soon Mm. as the water comes in, it will wash it away. So it was never there. So you, you could say that the beach is also a link to them washing away their memories of one another if you wanted to stretch. But yeah I don't think it's
1: you stretched could. to be honest I, th- I think I, th- I think there's a lot of very literal symbolism and a lot mm. of, sort of things you have to like really dig for and again that's another reason why I love this movie so much because I think for the first like maybe 10 times I watched it I found something new in there that I hadn't spotted before that I was like oh look at this juicy little morsel mm, <laughs> like yeah. um because it's it, 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 it really does. It, it hammers its messages, like you say. I mean, it doesn't necessarily need that separate plot line with Patrick, you know, repeating yeah. Joel's mistakes with Clementine. Mm. But it's there because it's it's really, really, it's really hammering. I mean, even the, the final track that plays, um, Everybody's Got to Learn Sometimes, mm. which is – I can't remember who did it originally, but the version in the movie is by Beck. That piece of music makes me fucking wail every time I hear it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so – Incredibly sad, uh, <laughs> and it just fits so perfectly with this film because it is that message of like, like you have to experience this pain yeah. to be able to yeah. learn from it, to not do it again, to prepare yourself for if it happens again. Like because that's the other thing about this is that you know, um, as devastating of a loss as a relationship can be, like most people will have more than one breakup in their lives and the only reason you sort of are able to to get through those is because you know you got through the ones before it's
3: yeah exactly um
1: yeah i I just think it's like a truly beautiful movie and it it blew my tiny mind at the time because you've got to remember like in, in uh when i saw this it was about i think it was 2005 2006 ish yeah um so i was only like what 20 <laughs> um, yeah. so and, and at that point as well I hadn't really experienced what I would consider a, a, anything near like good cinema <laughs> because all I was watching was Schwarzenegger movies with my granddad um so this film was like I was like shit like cinema can be like fucking mind-boggling can't it <laughs> I was gonna
0: say because it's obviously a film that just opened a whole door to you about what absolutely. cinema can absolutely be we all love you know big big bang showy Schwarzenegger stuff. Yeah. But oh, it's yeah. it's really showing you what a, a good storytelling in film can do. Can mm-hmm. baffle, bemuse, you know, make well, make you feel everything. I was,
3: I was looking I was looking back when it came out and there's a whole spate of these kind of cerebral mm. surreal, you know, intelligent movies. You no, know, Donnie Darko came out around about the same time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, there were the other Charlie Kaufman movies. Um and you think it's it's interesting, and these are kind of essentially mainstream movies that yeah. I don't believe. I don't want to be on that kind of bandwagon. Of, oh well, you know, cinema now is dead and all that kind of stuff. But it's interesting that I th- I think audiences will go and see these things. Yeah. Um, but they like, maybe they've just moved to TV now. They just. I, mean, we, oh, I think we've had A24 are
1: trying to d- get into more of this sort of market. I, yeah. A24 definitely are. Um, mm-hmm.
0: They're definitely moving in this, and they're doing something very different. They're doing lots of smaller things, you know. It's just, I really like what A24 are putting out. Their, their catalogue so far has been pretty superb, um, so they're really worth keeping an eye on. But yeah, I'm just looking at some of the 2004 films that were out, and yeah, it was very. I mean, aside from The Notebook. Although even The Notebook was a flashback film.
1: <laughs> well, I've not seen that, but I don't think I care to, so don't put that on the list, please. We don't need to watch
0: it for the pod, <laughs> I don't think. No. I mean, The Butterfly I, Effect I've was I've out as well. I've seen it, and
3: I didn't, you know, it was all right. It was.
0: I fun. enjoyed it, but I'm a big softie, and it made me cry yeah. all the way through, and I needed a, basically a towel by the it, end of, it was. was it. Was,
3: it was one of those ones where I think, you can't think too deeply in, into yes, this. No, of course you can't. Yeah, because the, yeah. the motivations and stuff get a bit iffy. Didn't I'd they, say.
0: Yeah, that's that's very fair. Okay. But, which is why this is, uh, you know, Eternal Sunshine is a
3: is a much more thought provoking and better film. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Without that, a doubt. What, I, what I'm finding interesting is you, you look at like to see what, what Michelle Gondry did afterwards and what Charlie Kaufman did afterwards, and that both their careers kind of stopped shortly. Yeah shortly after because you kind of think well they haven't really done much recently i mean michelle gondry did uh, oh he did be kind rewind and green hornet and then
2: oh, green hornet. Went, back,
3: went back to france and i'm thinking yeah I, I i get i mean i don't know i'm not an expert so i don't know his career trajectory or whatever but it seems like to go from this to something like green hornet and be kind rewind seems a real calm down and a waste of his talents
0: i mean i wonder if a film like this because it, it was obviously so uh did so well and the audience was so responsive so obviously that means that as a director you get noticed by the different studios and the studios yeah. offer you things and as a director perhaps think great i'll take this it may lead to this or it will lead to me being able to do a project i really want to do but i have well, to do it. these you, first
3: you do your big studio movies so you can do the art so you,
0: you can do the art house stuff yeah. and it could just be that he did some things they flopped like green hornet yeah and then once that happens of course the studio don't want to give you the money because you're probably yeah. and then i can um, i can appreciate why if this is perhaps what happened. Perhaps that's why he went back to France, because you can do your art house stuff yeah. in France and Europe more so than you can in mainstream Hollywood, because they just don't do
3: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, again, I don't want to be that guy, but you kind of look at... You think, OK, that it kind of disappeared about 2012, and I think that's the point where the Marvel movies... Started that's when Marvel
0: off. started to kick off,
3: yeah. So, you know, and kind of like the industry changed. and It,
0: it and, did, and you can't deny that Marvel and the cinematic universe of Marvel changed everything because it, it did. And that I don't necessarily agree with all that Scorsese said about the Marvel films. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, thing, <laughs> but I appreciate is, what he is. The saying. audience makes They do. You know, they're the ones that are going to pay the
3: but it, money But it, it. It's also the studios have to make the fucking movies. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah I think this is the problem that see. I have is that I, I love the majority of the Marvel movies. Absolutely. I think some of them are fine. I think some of them are shit. Um, yeah. But I I think there is a place for Marvel movies and there absolutely should be. But I also want to see, you know, these other exciting things. I mean, I will say that um, Charlie Coe from it, I can't remember if it was 2020 or 2021, um, but he directed, wrote and directed on thinking of ending things, which Mm. is that I saw that and immediately was like uh-oh this might overtake Eternal Sunshine as my favorite movie mm. ever but mm. I haven't gone back to watch it again yet because it is another film Charlie Kaufman's very good at, at, at sort of uh, connecting with human emotions and yeah. uh, seems to love to make films about grief and loss and <laughs> Yeah. just generally devastating topics. Yeah. Um, so I, since 2020, with everything that's gone on with me, I haven't really been in the mood to, like, watch that one again. Um, well, so I think it'll be on the second and third watches of that, maybe, that it will tell.
3: But, yeah, I mean, like, like, like I was saying, one of, the, one of the reasons I think, because I mean, the pandemic had a big effect on cinema. Absolutely, and the, yeah. You know, and I, I keep saying this, you know, to defend the Marvel movies, is they kept cinemas open. People, oh, absolutely going did. Back. People absolutely. aren't going to go to the cinema to see something they can watch on Netflix or watch on the TV. No, no, you not need to they see feel. something that deserves a big screen.
0: Do I want to spend petrol and a cinema ticket to go and see yeah. a film that I'm quite happy to watch on my TV via exactly. netflix you,
3: I mean, everybody's got a penny pinch at the exactly minute. You know, everybody's you know and you can't you know throw money away i mean it costs it costs me as a single person going to the cinema on my own costs nearly 20 quid yeah
0: yeah
3: so yeah. if you're talking about families and stuff like that you've got to be talking 40 50 quid yeah yeah, yeah. and i don't i don't spend I, that's literally just getting there and seeing the movie i don't that's not buying i don't buy food or anything like that while i'm there so, you know, that's bare bones. So that's, no, that's, I, that's not a cheap day out for me. I have to, you know, pick and choose which ones I'm going to go and see. And it's not, and it's I not, and it's not
0: often films like, you know, Eternal Sunshine. It's not often these kind of films that you're going to spend out to go to the cinema. It is going to be the big blockbusters because yeah. they're yeah. the things that, but that doesn't mean I don't go to see these smaller films at the cinema because sometimes um, I do. I'll-
1: more of a concerted effort to to see these ones now because Mm. I've got to admit we we found ourselves in the very lucky position of rich getting a bonus earlier this year so he got like the gold package at the electric cinema and it paid paid for us for the year so we get two two free tickets to like every film basically that they show and we just pick which ones we want to go to it's wonderful love it so uh uh, so we do buy food and drink when we're there because we want them to have more money because we love it um Mm. so i will go and see things like dream scenario and like anatomy of a fall and like you know those like weird yeah mainstream films i mean categorically i am absolutely going to go and see like godzilla plus, minus one as well like yeah, because yeah. i need to see on a big screen yeah. um but i do think i do think there needs to be like more of a push of getting these sorts of films not only into cinemas but like into cinemas properly because one of the things that we've struggled with and this was like before because the electric cinema it's only got two screens Mm -hmm. so and and it's constantly doing like older movies as well like we went to see batman returns recently there and home alone and stuff like that like over christmas um so like but even at the bigger like multiplexes when we were have when we had our city world cards other cards are available um we (laughs) We were finding that, like, so we wanted to see, for example, *Past Lives*, which was an A 24 Korean romantic drama, and yeah. that was that was only on for like three days for oh, like two times a day, Alice World. And I'm like, you've got eleven screens, mate. You yeah. could have, tro- yeah. It, it, it's something I found
0: I found quite surprising when I was in um, Orlando last year, and I went to the cinema. And massive, you know, multiplex, loads of screens. And I was surprised um, how often they would be showing the smaller films and just they just keep them running in one particular screen. And it drives me balmy that there are these sort of uh, not necessarily independent films, but smaller films. Just like you say, Stace, they come out. You, you really want to see them and you want to spend your money to go see them in the cinema and have that experience. But no sooner do you like plan, right, I'm going to go do it. You look it up. It's not showing. Gone. Or yeah. the, the Odeon hasn't got it, but View might have. And then you've got to figure out which one's got it so you can figure out what day you can then go and see it. Because inevitably, if, if for me, if the Odeon doesn't have it, View will. But then Vue's probably going to do one showing, and that showing's probably going to be at 9 pm at night. It's like, I don't want yeah. to be going out to Norwich
3: for a nine o'clock no, show. I, see, I have to catch the train to get to my local, in inverted commas, multiplex. Yeah. so i don't want to be going in and coming back on the train with the drunks at 11 o'clock or midnight exactly. and stuff yeah. like that you know so it's yeah i remember just writing an email to to my multiple and this is going back years now you know before before the pandemic and all that just going why are you still show, you've got ten screens mm. why are you still not showing because if you remember there was there was a while there, there there were a lot of like um uh, Hong Kong and, and Japanese movies were coming out, you know, like mm. Hero and Yeah, uh, yeah, the Golden Flower and stuff like that. And then they kind of stopped and were going, "Why aren't you showing these things? You know, yeah. you're just packing out the screens with all these, you know, the, all these whatever big blockbusters were coming out. You don't need those yeah. on, on all on five of your screens." Or 60 such years. a
1: huge tangent. <laughs>
0: I'm
3: yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm,
0: I mean, I'm okay with it though, because it all it, it it all links to what. Yeah we're it's, it's, all on about i mean i'd love to have like the cinema you've got stays thankfully i've got a, a picture house i have cinema city which is a bit like your cinema that it shows old stuff and new and it does seasons of things but it is expensive and even though i have a membership you know getting there is easy but parking is expensive and yeah. then yeah. if i want to eat there even though i get a bit of money off it's still expensive and as much as i want to give them i refuse to pay they're very expensive prices they put on stuff that is you know like I a pound <laughs> yeah i mean yeah.
3: Yeah. the town i live is going through like supposedly going through some kind of renovation and i'm desperate for them to build a cinema
2: yeah
3: because yeah. it's like if there's a cinema i'd be going every night or so i'll buy a membership and i'd be going you know five times yeah the, yeah uh,
2: Absolutely.
3: because it's such a palaver getting getting to my nearest cinema yeah. to see stuff, you know, and you kind of have to pick and choose when you can get there and get back. And
2: I think
0: Odin and you both went through a phase of everything's four ninety nine, and now it's gone back up again. And now there's mm-hmm. like, just only if you buy it online, is it a fiver? But if you come in and do it in, the, in mm-hmm. the cinema, it's 6 And it's like, make it Stop easier for it people. not so difficult. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make it easier Don't for everyone, especially, difficult.
1: you know, I do especially think families. as well, I do think as well, though, that there is something to be said for cinemas showing, you know films like this one but going back to eternal sunshine because because i could honestly talk about the state of cinema for forever maybe Um, we'll do
0: a special one day
1: (laughs) (laughs) i I do think it's quite funny that i picked this for the february episode like ostensibly you know the valentine's episode, because it is very much you know it 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 got billed as that sort of like, you know, wacky, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like quirky, romantic comedy in the, in the trailers. But it, it really isn't that at all, no, and no, I no. I do think it's quite interesting that some people see the ending as being quite optimistic, as like oh, you know maybe they were made for each other and they're gonna give it another whirl. Whereas I mean maybe this says something about the cynicism of my brain, but my immediate thought was oh this is gonna go so horribly wrong. Yeah, why they not learned?
0: <laughs> you're not alone. I mean I've watched it once and I'm like mate you do not want to have that relationship. <laughs> you need to end it. That's not it's gonna, not gonna work. Just I, run think, away. I,
3: think, I think you have to go okay. Okay, have they learned anything Well they can't have learnt anything Because it's all, been, to get... it's all been erased But you kind of go Okay maybe having Just having heard those tapes That they've heard of each other That's enough to make a difference
1: to, to, uh, to, Yeah but to that's, learn that's something That's
3: but... kind of like the optimistic reading of yeah. it. Well, yeah.
1: it, I find that interesting Because it's You know hearing those tapes A logical person who's not emotionally You know in that scene You know we're not those people you know we can see that those tapes are just like absolutely riddled with like hurt oh, <laughs> and yeah, pain yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. whereas they're sort of hear it, hearing them so out of context to them that they're very much like well I don't I don't I don't see why I would have ever said that about you like you've mm. you've not given me that impression mm. you know from the you know you seem like a at, nice guy and it's yeah they're yeah they're, they're, back, they're back at the at start, start one, again yeah. where yeah.
3: He, you know that person is a blank slate and you're just completely it's I mean this this is this is one of the things I find interesting about it. That I that I think we might have mentioned it before. In real life compared to movies. The cliche in movies is that people meet, don't get on and gradually fall in love. Yes. Whereas in real life I find it's more like that I'll like somebody straight away
1: And then they'll and do then your gradually
3: they'll, yeah. <laughs> stuff will start to annoy me or they'll say something racist or whatever you go, Oh, yes. okay. They're like that and then he gets and you go eh, yeah well, I don't really like them very much and yeah you know. I,
1: I had yeah. I had a full-blown panic attack when Rich and I were looking at this house to move in together for the first time because we did the very foolish thing of getting engaged before we were living together and it was only when we looked at this house and I said yeah all right let's go for it then and we started talking about signing contracts and stuff that I was like what if we move in together and he drives me up the fucking wall (laughs) and we've already put a deposit down on the plow and harrow for our wedding and like immediately i was just like rich was looking at me like are you okay and i was like what if we hate each other what if you hate me what if we live together and you're like look at all of our hair in the bathtub it's driving me mad and like had a full-blown like breakdown um Hmm. and it just yeah (laughs) it, it does sort of tickle me a bit that that people seem to have this like optimistic reading of like no they were they were made for each other. They're drawn together. And it's like, well, no, they had no. a vague <laughs> recollection of one another, a vague compulsion to go to Montauk. And then they met again there because of mm-hmm. that. Like, it's yeah. not because, there's of, no... because
3: of the interference. I mean, yeah. one of the things that's in there is clearly shit's going on subconsciously that stuff, mm. you know, like, like you've got Clementine, you've got um, Patrick using stuff from from Joel's memory that's got to be jogging her something. Yeah.
0: And and was trying to hide Clementine in his other memories that weren't anything mm-hmm. to do with her necessarily yeah. to hide her,
1: I loved uh, to not lose
0: I loved her that. as well. Um, so, yeah, I think all of those little things is what's that's what's drawing them together. It's not at all any magnetism. It's like, oh, my God, they're destined. Oh, this is just yeah. like the I, romance of the century. No, <laughs>
3: it's probably yeah, not. I think it's just some, kind of a faulty process. There's, yeah, there's something. Yeah. I don't think those incompetent idiots are that good. At it's, like,
0: it's like the beta stuff. version of whatever they're no, doing. They have a quite no, seen so. the bugs out.
1: They're also relying on you remembering everything to begin with. And that's, oh, that's yeah. like a fallacy, isn't it? Because I don't know about you, but if you asked me what I had for lunch yesterday, I'd have to spend a little while thinking about it. Yeah. So the idea that I could collect up literally everything in my house that reminded me of a particular person and then go through those things and remember all those yeah. memories I am mean, looking I'm, at the things, it would never happen. I've done that. You
3: know, you go through the breakup and, you do, and I have gone through – and removed all the photos and all the gifts and stuff. And you go, I don't want to be reminded. So you put them in a box or you chuck them away or whatever. There's always stuff you find that, you you know, some book they got you that you forgot about. And or, you know, that they have wrote a dedication in or, yeah. or whatever. Or, yeah, There's there's always something you can't pick everything. Nobody's that. You know, you, you don't go. Oh, that's their shelf and that shelf only. <laughs> yeah. There'll always be, you know, cinema tickets or theatre tickets well, or something. Yeah, in I feel board. like
1: you you've noticed the gaps as well. Like when he when he says, like, you know, I, there's loads of pages ripped out of my journal and I don't remember doing that. Yeah. And it's like, surely that in and of itself would be some sort of like twinkle in. the
3: yeah, there I mean, of like, I mean, there's a really happened? nice thing about the the damage to the car. It's, yes. it's a real time-twisty thing that you go, okay. He, he sees the dent on his car and he assumes it's his neighbour, and then you find out that it was that was the cause of their big the final argument.
2: argument.
3: Yeah, and stuff like that. And it's like, oh shit! I mean, that's why you kind of go, well, let me just put that together in my head. <laughs> that poor neighbour. The order in of the, stuff. That's I mean, aggressive happens. note. <laughs>
1: You'd yeah, be like, so, what the fuck was this for?
3: <laughs> well, i it. say you just you find stuff, you know, you know, knickers under the bed or something. There's mm-hmm. there's, there's always going to be something somewhere. Yeah. But uh but yeah, and I just, I just want to mention I'm, we should be wrapping up I think. But I I have just got to mention because it's such a, a good thing and so well done. It's about um Clementine's hair. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. I just thought that was such a clever way of of separating the the separate periods yeah Mm. Uh, and i mean i have seen there's a there's a youtube video where they go into like the subtext about the green meaning you know spring and the start of the relationship and red being passion and like the orange means you know the passion's fading and then you've got the blue, which is cold, and everything's dead. And then you've got the flash of green and hair, which means they're coming back. I think that's probably reading into it a bit too much, maybe. Yeah,
2: quite. Mm-hmm.
3: But I, I think it's a, it's a really good way of separating the different, um, you know, just just helping to keep ordering stuff. And like yeah. I did when the, you know, the, the, the although I I must admit the, the, the difference between red and orange was was a bit vague for me. I haven't got the best colour vision in the world. So I, uh, <laughs> I I I don't know if I really separated the red and the orange in my head too much. Oh. When I'm...
1: I um what I liked about that as well was that it was very fitting for her character. Like she even she even comments at one point that she applies her personality in a paste. And I, yeah, think, yeah. I think like uh if it, if, it, if it, a lot of us have probably been there where you've been through that whole sort of like you've got to reinvent yourself because something's occurred and your brain's just gone like nope like this isn't. I need mean, well, to just do like, away with all like, the old space and just do
3: it. Yeah, some there the, is, there is the cliche. So my, my female friends tell me that they will get you know, do have a hairdo whenever they go through something traumatic, a break. <laughs> the first thing you do is get a haircut. Mm. Um now I'm I'm just assuming that's accurate because it seems to be <laughs> true from from what I've seen. So, you know, but but, but then you know and I I also got friends who will get a new tattoo whenever something traumatic happens.
1: Mm. What I thought was um, really interesting about her hair as well was that obviously because one of the things that that I sort of get really annoyed about very easily in, in films and TV and stuff and like the CW Arrow was terrible for this is shit wigs. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. If you can yeah. afford to do, if you can afford to pay Kate Winslet, you can get good wigs. And I thought it was great that I didn't even realise until about my fifth watch and then having listened to a commentary on it that all of that hair was wig <laughs> because yeah. they were wow. filming different scenes on different days from different
3: yeah. P- yeah. memories
1: and points in the relationship. So her hair had to be I mean, different. W- so none yeah. of that was her hair. It w- um, How did they
3: hair? keep that? I mean, I know films are, are very jumbled up anyway, mm. but that must have
0: a head. Yeah. Whoever did continuity, fucking hell. Yeah.
3: That, I mean, there's a bunch of... I mean, there's a lot of really clever stuff. And if you've got look, the blue around the DVD, you should watch the behind-the-scenes stuff. Because there's a load of stuff they they shot and then cut out. A lot of surreal stuff. Like, there's, mm-hmm. there's a bit where her car... His car appears in his bedroom and stuff like that. There's a lot of weird... Weird stuff. There's a whole thing about where his bed turns into a car and he starts driving his bed <laughs> around it. <laughs> they cut out. Yeah. And, and there were, at one point, they wanted his car to be under the ice mm. uh that they just went well we can't film that because mm. michelle Godry went to put, basically put the car in the lake wait to freeze <laughs> wait over, for the freezer, and God. then just drag it along under the lake brilliant you, yeah. yeah i
1: mean it wouldn't look I, I did find it quite funny as when i was doing a little bit of research and stuff for this episode that i was reading a few different reviews and a few like you know reddits and whatever and i did find it quite interesting how much other people missed from this movie like i did see one person say like why does that car inexplicably fall out of the sky in one of the memories And i'm like the car was the inciting incident for the breakup yeah. <laughs> you've got to pay attention <laughs> like come on well,
3: well exactly as i am saying you, you can't watch this and be on your phone no, at the same time you, you have to give it 100 percent of your attention no
1: and to be honest i still want to like i like i've said i've seen this film a bajillion times now but every time i put it on i still want to give it my like full attention in fact i was a bit annoyed at myself for having to make notes when i watched it this time (laughs) (laughs) even though i've already watched it like fairly recently for my birthday so i was just like what am i what am i doing uh why am i getting cross at this um
3: but it's funny because i watched it twice and didn't take a single note either time so I had, oh. to, <laughs> I had to then kind of watch it on fast forward and just so i got some notes
2: yeah because mm.
3: i I'd, I'd i'd got into it and made no notes which is a good sign but terrible preparation
0: i, I, I agree because i had uh, one note which was gorgeous beach house and then i just didn't write any more notes <laughs> because i was trying to pay well, attention to what was going on i couldn't do it um but uh, yeah,
1: well, <laughs> Sorry. I'll, I've got a couple of other little, like very little bits, and yep. then we can do our little sort of little final thoughts. Yeah, yeah yep. final thoughts. Um, there was just a couple of little bits that I wanted to um. Uh, bring to attention the one thing i wanted to say was i absolutely love that sequence where he tries to hide her in a memory of being babysat in his kitchen yeah he's under the table and they do a lot of like perspective stuff because he's supposed to be a small boy but also kate winslet's outfit and styling in that sequence
3: she looks gosh darn stunning she's well quite, I'm, I'm glad you said that because i'm going she's really hot yeah <laughs> i'm just was, properly hot am there. i supposed to be finding her that hot It's but she interesting. Just comments that she loves the dress oh, no, yeah, oh like, how
1: i how can i bring this one out with me which i thought was really funny <laughs> but like it's quite interesting to me that i found her the most attractive in that scene when that comes fairly quickly after the bit where he's like she's sitting around in her underpants and he looks at her crotch and gets horny yeah. <laughs> and in and the memory version of her is saying like okay so the i remember this one this is the one where you looked at my crotch and you got what so where can you put me that's not this where can we go um, the, the the memory of him as a as a child, like smacking a, a bird over the head with a yeah. hammer, was very distressing to me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's
3: straight. That's got to be straight out of Kaufman's childhood. It feels oh, there's, there's like there's a lot yeah. of stuff that
1: it feels personal, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's,
3: there's a lot of personal stuff here, like the like the running gag about them playfully murdering each other in the relationship, like, <laughs> which is yeah. just thrown in there with no explanation at all. Which is quite telling. you, Oh, that's clearly just one of the games that couples play. That kind of thing. Yeah, I've never done that. I could tell you now, I've no, never done. But, yeah, that but really. it's it's a sort of thing that you could imagine a couple doing. Yeah. You yeah. know, that it grows out of nowhere and that they, they pretend to be dead sort of thing. Yeah. But that that's again that was out of his own life. And I thought, yeah, I, um, I, I read tell.
1: as well. I read as well in that scene that he actually had. Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet on the set while those kids were playing, you know, when they're playing that game outside of the yeah. front of the house and his mom's like looking out the window. Um, they had them like on set riffing the, the voiceovers there because oh. they wanted them to be able to react to what the kids were actually doing on the set, like in oh, the wow. moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that was quite interesting. And I also really like that Joel is an artist, but that his artwork is a bit crap. Ish and yeah, yeah. kind of scary, and I love that sort of callback. So there's a bit where he sort of draws her as like a skeleton with a face yeah. on a boat, looking very weird. And mm. when he gets that picture back at the end with his, you know, his pack of all the stuff that he, um, well not all the stuff because obviously Patrick's got some of it, mm. but a lot of the stuff that he was getting rid of at Lacuna. Um, and she she sees it and she was like, oh well, at least you made me look thin, which I thought was a really <laughs> good joke. <laughs> Uh, because it's a very woman thing to say (laughs) um yeah I absolutely unabashedly adore this film it's still my favourite film I don't I'm at the point now where it's like knocking on 10 years since I first saw it and I just can't envision that anything's even gonna top it now Mm. (laughs) um so yeah I think I think I've pretty much expressed how I feel about it (laughs) so um what about you Jenny (laughs)
0: um I think even after our chat about it for the pod, I'm still in a mind of, I don't know how I feel about it or what to make of it. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't hate it, dislike it. And I don't have none, like none feelings. If you like no, no feelings at all um, for it either. I think a lot of intrigue and kind of a lot of what the fuck. Yeah. Feelings about it, yeah. which is to very telling that it is something that needs to be rewatched to catch the things that were missed before to try and piece it together. I mean, mm-hmm it's it's more out of sequence than any tarantino film will ever be to understand what is happening yeah. Yeah. um but it, it, it's just it's just one to return to um i, I get think
3: the certain films you you do need to see twice you do need to I see, I there are certain so. films you have to see and twice
0: i probably could have made the time to have, have done that but you know life um, <laughs> well when, and, you, and when ha- you
3: did text us to say you were watching it the other day i went yeah
0: i know i <laughs> I wanted to watch it the day before and didn't get to so i would have had at least another day to watch it mm. um but i just didn't i didn't get the opportunity and also the, you know the problem being not realizing really what this film was
3: thinking yeah, i was just I, some, didn't, I didn't want to tell you
1: because no, i didn't no, want no, to no. any
3: expectations well that, that's well, the that's the that's that's question we didn't ask you is what were you aware of before Nothing. Saw...
0: I didn't know anything about the film because I I never looked into it. I I knew literally of it as in I knew it's a film, I knew the title, I knew that Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet were in it. Yeah. And I knew right. the po- and, and I knew the poster. But all I really gathered from any of that information was like, "Oh, it's Kate Winslet. She's the rom-com queen of that mm. um era or era of, you know, film." Um so I just considered it to be that. What I, one thing I will say, because we were talking about Jim Carrey and his performances and that earlier in comparison to, say, someone like um, Nick Cage. I think with Jim Carrey, it, it shows like it did with Robin Williams, uh, bless his heart, that you could be an amazing comedian on screen, you know, H- hugely funny and successful at doing that. And then everyone has very low expectations of what you can be like in a straight drama. Or a serious, mm. you know, and and he proves it, that he can do it and he does it extraordinarily well.
3: I, I uh, think I think as a rule, comedy actors make very good dramatic.
0: Actors. I think the same. Mm. I think majority I mean, wise, they make very good straight actors. Yeah, if,
3: if you look at my, my big example is Saving Private Ryan. Yes. If you if you watch that, that entire cast. And that's a super, super serious mm. movie. Mm. Yeah. And that entire cast is Made from actors who were better known for comedy roles, who or who started in as as comedy performers. Tom Hanks, for example, yeah,
2: quite. You know, yeah. Ted
3: Danson's in there, and the whole, book basically the entire cast were all better known as as comedy actors
2: mm-hmm.
3: at the time. And I, and I think I, I genuinely think it's it's a it's a good rule of thumb that comedy actors make better make it's, good dramatic actors.
0: They do because it's it's rare to see a, a, a comedy actor not be good at drama because you have to know you know to be a comedic or any form of comedy it's really hard you have to know, good really yeah. have to See, know the know, timing and good everything. comedy
3: is hard
0: yeah you have to be comic timing knowing the joke the where it is and all of those mm-hmm. things you have to be such an intelligent performer to yeah. to, to get it mean, all. And,
3: and comedy is, is drama It it is tragedy and it's yeah yeah it's and it's horror with a flip but uh, the, that's but all that's, it is
0: but, of course, that's why the performing arts masks are, you know, comedy and yeah. you know, misery or horror, aren't they? Mm. Um, but, but overall, find my, really, my final thoughts are in this particular point in time after watching it, I can't say any more than I'm just sort of intrigued to watch it again and to, to piece more of it together, because right now I'm not in a place
3: to say yeah. that I, I didn't like it. Um, I would say don't wait
0: yeah no if you're, if you're gonna
3: watch it again i'll watch it again quite soon yeah while while it's still fresh yeah
2: yeah
0: which you makes what you
3: yeah, what you remember is sense. still quite fresh
2: yeah and then you'll, exactly. you'll
3: pick up on bits and pieces like the like i only noticed um this time was the first i think it's the very first shot when he wakes up in bed and he mm. looks at his pajamas like and you, and, you, but <laughs> and he doesn't register at all like why is he wearing pajamas and it's only late you find out that they Lacuna sent him the pajamas to wear yeah. in bed. So when he's had his memory erased, he doesn't recognise his own pyjamas. Yeah. Which is bizarrely subtle thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> to,
1: well, I know. think again, that's that's one of the things I love about this film is that there's so many little subtle Bits mm. you don't notice like the more you watch the more you soak in whilst it's also like hitting you in the face with a sledgehammer with its like the fact that the the company's called lacuna is hilarious like that's that's so on the nose <laughs> I mean, um that yeah i think i think i really like that duality of it where it's sort of like here's the message here's the message again here's the message very mm. quietly in the background mm. here's the message <laughs> like yeah. it's so yeah it's just
3: multi-layered mm. you know I mean, and, it, and you you get out of it what you what you want to get out of it. Like I say, yeah. well, saying about people will see it as a, as a as a really kind of soft romance, you know, heart moment. Okay, if that's what you get out of it, that's fine. I don't I don't see it. it it's an incredibly cold looking movie. Through, oh yeah, it's very it. it's muted, dark, alleyways. and muted colors yeah. and and stuff like that. But um, but it, you know, I you know, I do kind of think well to see that through through those eyes. Good luck to you. I Pretty mean,
2: awesome.
0: interestingly if I was to have a niggle about it, something I didn't really like, it is the production value of some of it. Mm. Because I don't, to me, it just, it did look like a very low budget film. Um, and there, and it probably wasn't because there are things they do in it that it couldn't have been. And there are some of it, some things I did that we discussed earlier that are very, very clever, how they change scenes. Well,
3: and, well I mean, it's but, it's very, like I say, it's, it's very opportunistic as well, but Like the scene with the elephants, in the street uh-huh. they shot that on the fly when they found out the circus was in town yeah they were, they were just in the, and like they were just shooting some scene somewhere and somebody running going the circus is in town there's a parade in the street so they they just <laughs> picked up their shit and went to see the elephants
0: which i and, which i think yeah. is is great and like you say it's very opportunistic i think for me sometimes it's you know how stay sometimes you don't like some cg because you can see when it's not been good and mm. it's not quite hit I sometimes I sometimes don't like some lens work because I think the lenses make things look um, almost like too documentary, like yeah. real style. And I don't necessarily enjoy that if like British movies of
3: the 70s. all yeah, squalid.
0: Yeah. And I just I don't necessarily like it because it just then it just takes away the value of what's been put into the film for me. Uh, I'm not saying it needs to be polished and shiny, but at the same time, I don't want to feel like I'm in in someone's actual real life yeah. um, if that makes any real sense it's like this yeah. is a film it's not you a know, documentary but, you
1: know what i thought you were gonna say i thought you were gonna like in terms of low budget because one of the things i sort of i love about it but i can understand why other people think it's daft is the equipment that they use to do this procedure it looks like just
3: like a collar. Oh, no i it. love that because I, <laughs> I, uh, so oh, no, I was thinking how well designed that was i it think it's like great
0: i think it's great because of the time it's made and the sort of cowboy company they are i think yeah. all of that makes complete complete sense yeah but i love that i think that. that's real really good but no it's just that it's that kind of it's like a production value thing, but it's—I would say it's—it's—it's got to be obvious choices that, that the director and cinematographer and that made
2: yeah.
0: when doing the film. It's just something that—it's like once you have noticed it, you can't stop noticing it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And that—that that, that irks me a bit. <laughs> but then that's probably also because I wasn't understanding sometimes what the fuck was going on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> within the story yeah. as well. So. But well, I
1: definitely think it's the kind of film where your mood at the time will also like if you're a little bit tired and and maybe your brain is a bit sluggish, like it probably isn't the best time to watch it. If you're a bit depressed, that's probably not a great time. To I watch would say me. I
0: was probably tired. Cause I, when was it? Uh, it was like Sunday. I watched it, I think. So I I would just had a, like a full day of rehearsals um, for Les Miserables. So <laughs> it was yeah. a long it was a long day and an early start and it had been a long weekend. Um so yeah that you're right that does affect how you're going to
1: yeah i would i would say to to anybody who has listened to this without having seen the film and is now interested in seeing it don't think it's going to be a big you know i'll wang this on on valentine's day love fest (laughs) because this ain't it folks
3: (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) i will i will say my my kind of final thought is that it's the it the film is set on valentine's day 2004 so happy 20th anniversary to these oh, events yes. oh yes yeah crikey
0: yeah
2: yeah
3: so you know and that kind of blew my mind that the and you know there we go so two weeks from as this goes out it's um, if you want to watch it then there you go <laughs> you can watch it yeah you know, 20 years on from from the events of the film itself Super. which is why i like when when films date properly when they give the actual date i know it's, it's supposed to be bad form <laughs> because Shit goes away But I I like it there That you can pinpoint it And go okay That's when yeah. that Yeah Yeah Well I
2: know I feel
1: oh, old But
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's constant mate Constantly
3: Well that's filled. it Because I still I feel like this is a new movie A newish movie Because I remember it coming out And it mm. being You know To be ridiculous. honest i
0: Anything in the two thousands I feel is a is still a new movie. <laughs> well, it might when, have been twenty we years ago. But... This,
3: we, we we did briefly talk about setting like a limit on how near we could get. And we were sort of going, well, you know, two, the millennium seems like a but that's twenty years ago. That's I know. Uh, yeah. Absurd. Yeah. I
0: know. <laughs> it's crazy. We're all getting old guys. There's there's no stopping oh, it. Oh god. You know. Anyway.
1: Anyway, any other little final thoughts that anyone wants you to know? say? There was one thing that I forgot to mention that I thought was a very funny joke as well was um, on the van, the, the the Lacuna Inc. van, the letter C is missing. So it just says La Una, which is very funny, given what the meaning of Lacuna is, which is like, you know. A, a gap or a, a space. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, just, I its little jokes like that that always get me because uh, that was something I didn't notice on my first watch and when I saw no, it that's, a bit that's
3: later. Definitely somebody who's seen it twenty times.
1: Yeah, who's yeah, noticed me. that thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just thought that's—I th- I think that's a very like th- thats the level of detail you need to be looking at this movie at. So you either need to see it a lot or you need to really like you know get your magnifying glasses out. <laughs> <before> <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: that was the. It, oh god's sake eternal sunshine of a spotless mind you say it once fine you try and say it again it's gone anyway (laughs) that was for this month next month is my choice and we are going to be watching the 1962 black and white classic horror psychological thriller film whatever happened to baby jane starring betty davis and joan crawford
3: yes looking forward to this has been on my list for a long time because i've
0: have you I not ju- seen I,
3: it i've either not seen it or i've not seen all of it i think i might have seen bits okay. as i think we've discussed when we we talked about betty davis before i
0: think so and Stacey, you haven't seen
1: this one uh yeah surprising approximately zero people i, yeah.
0: seen. <laughs> yeah. I there's going to be a lot to unpack with this and i don't okay. just mean the film but the making of it so what i do you know what small recommendation watch the film if you get the time or the inclination. Disney Plus, or if you can find it, um, I don't know who else would stream it. I don't think BBC will have it anymore, but Disney Plus do. And it's um, called Feud, and it's Betty and Joan. Um, and it's all about the making. It's a drama series with Susan Sarandon and, oh, goodness. Jessica Je- Lang is it? Jessica Lang, thank you. Yes, I was
3: about to say Janet Lang. How about that, was- that? Applause for me for pulling well, that out of my arse. You. Well I done. can never remember people's names anymore.
0: But it's a it's a pretty good uh, m- uh, mini series on the making of this film. Okay. So and it's there's a very and it's a real interesting relationship between Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. So I can't wait to unpack that with you next month when okay. we get to that film. So there you are. That's that's our homework for next month. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? I can't wait. So until then. It's a cheerio from all of us. So it's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from Stace. it. And a goodbye
2: from
0: me. Bye-bye. Until next month, this is Never Seen. Hey, everyone. If you'd like to follow Never Seen on the socials, you can find us on both Twitter and Instagram at NeverSeen underscore pod. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm at AngelJ5. You can find Stacey on both Twitter and Instagram at Stacey's Parlor. That's Stacey's spelled with an E Y and Parlor with a U R. And you can find Lee on Twitter at Lovely Lee
2: underscore G.